Okay, that song was ten times more amazing than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is 40 Going On 14, the podcast your inner child remembers. Guess what we're doing this week? Each other. That uh, would aside be difficult. From that. That's, uh, yeah. And then we're going to talk about Friends versus Coupling TV shows, right. to be specific. Correct. Uh, Friends is a little bit newer than our normal uh, window. This came out, it came out in 1994, but it was such a thing back when we were in college that we figured it was a good uh, a good topic to cover. But I am Mike, and welcome to the show. I'm Patrick. I'm Joel. And I'm Josh. And when I found out we were doing coupling, I naturally turned to Wikipedia, where I found out that a coupling is a device used to connect two shafts together at their ends for the purpose of transmitting power, which unfortunately is a better description of my apartment life in my 20s than dating anyone who looks like Jennifer Aniston. How about it, huh? <laughs> That's true. Too much connecting shafts together. <laughs> I don't know. What I'm, I'm, rema- I'm remaining very silent. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. uh, Yeah, you, Mr. Lightsaber Man. <laughs> right. The penis Puppet Theater. Yay! We don't have any voicemails this week, but we do have a couple of comments on Facebook, including a very nice one from Karen Holland, just, who just says uh, she loves our podcast. Yay! Well, thank you, Karen. And, we uh, we you have you. Yes. And we have a direct comment about the fast food show from Mr. David Jessen. He says, this episode episode was awesome, dudes, but you guys didn't talk about the secret menus. Uh, You're right. Got it. We didn't know about them. Well, we talked very, very briefly about uh, animal-style animal fries. And I think it was oh, yeah. post-credits where I was talking about the Mick Gangbang. Yeah. 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 That was, and I know, like, even at, there's a couple of drinks you can order at Starbucks, too, that'll, like, you go there and you order a Dirty Hippie, and you get a, it's a chai latte with espresso in it, you know, that sort of thing. But, and there's a lot of McDonald's that will, you know, still make you a sandwich that's not, you know, they don't technically make it more like the Daily Double or something like that. You can actually order it. <laughs> what was that freaking one from Hot Sides Hot? Okay, oh, the McDLT. What a stupid, oh, stupid sandwich. I love that sandwich. Oh, it, it angers me to this day. Nice. I think that that, that that is an entire concept for a sandwich. You, you know, know what's the even, hot even angrier? And the cold stuff over here, because in that 30 seconds between when you get it and when we, when we put it together, it makes such a huge difference in the taste of the sandwich. Well, somewhere out there, there is a warehouse full of McDLT styrofoam container bah, styrofoam <laughs> containers they're like we don't know what the hell we're going to do with these things it's now. mixed segregation <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, well, there you go. That's our uh, Facebook comments. If you guys would like to comment on the show, you can find us on Facebook. You can look at 40 going on 14. Uh, you can also uh, look us up on Twitter at 40go14. If you want to send us an email, it's 40go14 at gmail.com. Or if you want to call us, 
708-NOW-RAP at 708-669-9727. That's a great idea. Yes, it is. It is a good idea. I like that idea. And now we have a new segment. Uh, my Doppler impersonation? No, it is not your Doppler impersonation. It is beer commercial trivia. Damn it. Oh. You guys. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, here I have five different beer commercial commercials, and uh, I'm going to play them, and I'm going to keep tally, and whoever gets gets the most right wins. Shout it out um, as soon as you recognize it? Uh, yeah, shout it out as soon as you recognize it. No buzz. You have to go buzz. Oh. <laughs> What if I go bang? So, you, you, well, then you're using the wrong search engine. That would engine. be more that one is only appropriate. More porn. Mr. Chandler, bing, bong. Okay. Oh, yeah, there you go. All right. <clears throat> now, they're not all from Riso. That's the only thing. Here we go. Frozen silence of winter. Bing. Go to work. What is it? I, I don't know. I just want to say bing. No, it's push. <laughs> uh, you are wrong. Oh. Try again. Keep going. Pat, you got it? No, keep going. No. I'd like to phone a friend. The only sound is the frozen silence of winter. You go to work. Throwing mountains of snow back into the sky. And when the tr- What is it? Where's light? No, it is not. No! And I know Joel's not going to get it. Is it still bush? It isn't, and there isn't, well, so, are we still talking about beer? Yeah. You got four more of these? I have four more of these. All right. <laughs> awesome. It's going to be the longest show ever. Yeah. That was, that was, that was Miller beer. Ugh. No point. Like the Miller? Yeah. Straight up Miller beer. 1970s Miller beer. Okay. Yeah. Crap. Okay. Red label. Oh, yuck. Yeah. Ready? <laughs> Uh, oh, that's Hams. Hams, yeah. Josh has a point. Yep, 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 you got it. Bro. All right. I actually almost buzzed in as soon as I heard the bump, 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 because I was like, that's got to be Hams. That All is right, actually here we go. The, the only, like, Wait. really, really awful shitty beer that I will drink. Hams, the clear, refreshing Hams, the clear, <laughs> Ham is All really right, refreshing with some, like, cheesy potatoes and uh, Christmas rolls. And... Here's number three. Wait. Hey guys, look what I found! Beer, 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 bubba, beer, beer, beer. Oh, when we get together, just me and all the last, everyone remembers. What is it? Wrong. Aren't you? Weren't you a bartender? Yeah. And just tossing that out there. Okay, start it up again. Really? Harp. Hey guys, look what I found! Beer, 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 bubba, beer, beer, beer. What is it? Killian. Keystone Light. Wrong. Gosh, it's killing. You have all given... That was actually the commercial Rolf. for Bubba Beer. Bubba? That was Bubba Beer's commercial. Oh. They even said it. Wow. They said Bubba Bubba Beer. beer. <laughs> no, I didn't catch that. They all right. Killing. All right, here's number four. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, Colt 45. No. Low and That's prime. what I was going to say. No. Killian. <laughs> Dude, they had an urban um, marketing campaign. I swear to God, I thought you guys drank beer. I Patrick, do. you were about to have a drink. beer tattoo. Yeah, drink, drinking beer doesn't mean I watch the commercials. I've never All right, that was a big beer drinker. Damn still. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm I would wearing a beer commercial. Do they make <laughs> watch them? All right, last one. Mr. Dumbass, I can bring a lot to Dumbass and Dumbass. I'm a go-getter. Oh, dumbass um, material um, all the way. What is it? Um, Mike's Hard Lemonade? No. Something Josh? See, I remember the commercial, but I don't remember yeah. what it was for. Joel? Uh, Killians? <laughs> <laughs> It's like one of those alternative type because it's like don't be a dumbass. Wait a ass. minute, that's for A and W root beer. That is for A and W root what? beer. Josh wins with two out of five. Holy shit! He said it's beer. Damn it! Good Lord. God, oh, that's retarded. Mikey, <laughs> I was I put that one in there for Joel because I know he doesn't drink. Oh man, how did I miss that? I don't I know. Feel like a Dumas. It's just <laughs> Alexander Dumas. All right. <laughs> Well, I hope you look forward to the next time we do this train wreck. Yeah. Well, I'm looking 
forward to it, all right. Well, I'll be ready. I'm yeah, going to yeah. watch all the killing I can't wait to write the next commercial. trivia. I'm ready. Yeah, because now we're time for... This Week in... Music. Movies. And TV. All right. Once again, Patrick is, does the uh, this weekend. Wait uh, a minute. In my defense, you you throwing me under the bus being a bartender and the whole beer thing. You know that ninety percent of the beer you serve as a bartender is Bud Light anyway. Oh, yeah, I know. No, it's, not. <laughs> it's Miller. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. It's Bud Light and Cosmopolitan. Exactly. That's what. It's exactly. If you, know how to make, if you know how to make those two drinks out of rum and coke, you're gonna do just fine. Oh my God! Though, except for that, I never. When we were at Garfield's that one night where I wound up tending. <laughs> I mean, when, um, I got my tongue pierced. Yeah, when. It, I wound up tending during the opening, the opening night of uh, Air Force One. <laughs> oh my God! So many fucking cosmos. <laughs> worse. I mean, you could be bartending in a hipster neighborhood, and all you need to know is how to pour PBR and like gin out of a shoe. <laughs> I I would appreciate that because they're like, there's no liquor in this cosmo. In a bowler full of men's perfume. <laughs> a bowler full of men's perfume. <laughs> Is that what they're calling it these days? <laughs> anyway, this weekend. <laughs> this weekend, 1994, was a year that uh, Friends premiered uh, music. The Sign by Ace of Base is the number one song in America. Oh, my God. That al- whole album by Ace of Base is one of my guilty pleasures. Yeah, I saw this. Oh, wow. I remember listening to that over and over trying to get to Matt's in Oswego. <laughs> that was we got in... so lost. This is such a fun a... album, though. It really is. We ended up in DeKalb. I don't know how that happened, hey. but we did. That is lost. <laughs> I know, right? We were driving with Shane, and we were trying to get to Matt in Oswego, Illinois, and we were listening to that album over and over and over, and we ended up in DeKalb somehow. That album <laughs> was in the uh, cartridge of five CDs that eventually you guys made me stop playing. It was like that. Oh, I remember that. Queensryche. Yep, Queensryche. Yeah. Queen and I at the Opera. Yeah. Um, Dookie by Green Day. Oh, what was the fifth CD? I don't even remember. Was it They Make Me Giants? It might have been. It might have been Flood. Yeah, I think it was Flood, wasn't it? Oh, you know what? And it might have been a six-disc CD changer, because I also think Bare Naked Ladies Gordon was number six. Yes, Gordon was in there. May 10th, Weezer releases their self-titled debut, Blue Album. Which is it was one of the most influential records of the 1990s with the songs such as Undone, The Sweater Song, Buddy Holly, and Say It Ain't So. Still uh, one of my, like, I won't say one of my favorite records, but probably like top 50. Very good. Yeah, I love it. It's simple, it's straightforward, it's catchy, and it's just a mighty solid record. It's it's in my car right now. I've got a collection of CDs. Just them. I mean, it's great driving music because you know all the words. Pretty much. So, uh, TV, oh, number one show. Movies. Wait, oh, sorry, movies. Number one movie is With Honors. Starring Brendan Fraser and anybody? Uh, okay, okay, uh, okay. John Ratzenberger. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Michael Rapno. What, do you want me to do my Doppler impression yeah. instead? I will. No, this one, with honors was like the poor man's Fisher King. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> it's more like it's more like it was uh, more like uh, school ties with homeless people. Or that's like it, true. yeah, that's not true. Just had Brendan Fraser. But what happened to yeah. it that week? Oh, and Patrick. Dempsey. Well, it was knocked off the uh, charts by The Crow the following week. Which incidentally we saw in the theater. We did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we yeah, were sadly but... disappointed by the very end. Right. The movie was ten minutes too long. Yep. <laughs> Otherwise, it was pretty much. Uh, great. All right. I like Crow. I got excited when I saw that it was on uh, Netflix. And like, oh, the Crow's on there. And the girl's like, oh, can we watch it? He said, no, no, you, you can't. Cannot. I like it. The pretty nice. Uh, That's another part that was bad. Speaking of which, um, if you ever want to read, I think, in my opinion, one of the greatest comic stories, comic book stories of all time, then you should read the first five issue Crow series that was put out by James Abar back in the early 90s. Very good. Brilliant. And it makes me very sad and cry. 
Are you crying now? I am. Oh, crying I'm game. So uh, I'm really a girl. What? No, I'm not. Wait, what? Ha! Oh, number one TV show. Hey, we're back. You didn't know we left, but we're back. <laughs> Patrick disappeared. I'm back, though. Now he's back yes, to we find were... out what happened in 1994 on TV. Yes, The X-Files was the number one show. I don't get to pitch and about all the crow? Of... Go out, fine. No, bitch about uh, the crow. No, it just—I didn't like it. it. Sucked. Okay. That was the worst bitching about the crow. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna. Well, okay. The whole thing that I hate about the crow is that whole idea of the super villain who is in control of all the villains. Not only was he just a horrible actor and over the top and ridiculous, but the idea of like the super villain controlling everybody just drives—it's such a stupid concept. And Wait, it just are, are you talking about Michael Michael Wincott, the guy with the long hair? And then why didn't you like? Bang! Him? Fuck him dead. Yeah. yeah. That's Michael Wincott. He w- wait, 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 oh, wait, wait, Pet. I thought he was. I thought he was really good as a big boss. Why didn't you like him, Pet? I just didn't like him. I thought he was. Oh, <laughs> I can't believe I fell for that. <laughs> he was also an alien. Uh, oh my god! Thing. I think my power is about to go out again. <laughs> Did you? Just- <laughs> well, Pat, would you like to hear my Doppler impersonation? No, I would not. Let's move on. Jerk Before the right. end of the show, you will let me do it at least once. You just did it once. Well, not on the air. But then you have to do it during the X-Files, which was the number one show in 1994. <laughs> and all of us watched it. Oh, oh yes, we did. Yeah, that that's the a... first thing we bought. That's the first TV series I ever bought on, on, TV, on VHS. Yeah, I bought the three-pack. The one that had, I forget the name of the episode, but the one that had little, it was almost a take on the thing. The virus in uh, Antarctica. Right. They got the video of the guy who shot himself. That, honestly, that or the, um, yeah, what was the one with the inbred hillbillies with the legless and armless mom that they kept out of the bed? What say, song? We're, we're not to the uh, NASCAR about... section of the show yet. <laughs> yeah. What in the world are you talking about? <laughs> no, there's an episode where they have these these inbred rednecks and they have a mom that they keep in a box with wheels under the bed. Yeah, oh, it's I like, missed that episode. It's like people under the stairs. I, I remember yeah, the episode. Yeah. It was grotesque. Wow. Yeah, and it there was a song in that one, and I can't remember what it is now, but every time I hear it, it's like one of those things like, um, it, for some reason, X-Files always, whenever I hear specific songs or things like that, from like uh, Beyond the Sea. Beyond the Sea. Yeah, I hear that one. I remember the episode where uh, Scully's dad comes back. Sure. Or she starts seeing, yeah, you know, uh, EBE, EVE, or whatever the name of the episode is. Yeah. No, it's funny. We were talking EVP. about... We're talking about how yes. the crow should have ended ten minutes earlier. I kind of feel that X Files is the same way, where like the first time Mulder departs the show, put a good capper on the ending. Like before, it was what Jason Patrick who replaced him. Is that right? Yeah, uh, no, no, it was no. Um, um, Robert uh, oh, oh, Patrick. Robert Ro- Patrick. Yeah. Oh, Robert Patrick. Have I you seen right this name. boy? Right. <laughs> yes, Robert Patrick. But like uh, David Duchovny's last episode before he was replaced, pretty much ended with him getting abducted by the ship which took his sister, and I thought that was a fine ending. Fine ending, sir. A fine I had stopped ending. watching it by then, so I actually didn't even know how it ended. Yeah, I did too, actually. Ended. Thanks for the spoiler. I did watch The Lone Gunman, though. Um, <clears throat> my favorite episode is uh, Clyde Bruckman's Final Repose with Peter Boyle. where he. Oh, uh, that was awesome. Oh, yeah, that was a, a good that was one. A really, really good one. Where he reveals that Mulder will die by autoerotic asphyxiation. <laughs> <laughs> and that Scully will never die. It's brilliant. Yeah, that's the yeah. my favorite hands down episode. Yeah. Is, so what what about where the house gets covered in uh, plastic? 
Are we going to do an X-Files show someday? We should do an X-Files show. Yeah, let's show. just do that, yeah. Pat, right yeah. yeah. Let's move but on. Then, right? But then, no, no, <laughs> yeah, the one, no, shut up. The one episode where they, where the, the guy's getting busted for whatever it was he did when he covered up the houses and Smolder's like, no, it can't end this way. And then they all go see Cher. Uh-huh. I, do, I, do I don't have my finger on the button, so I got to Michael McDonald you that way. All right. Okay. Can I Michael McDonald myself? Yes. <laughs> you should. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, so the next uh, <laughs> next show on the list was uh, Simpsons was number two in 1994. So that was pretty much our uh, weekend right there. <laughs> right. Speaking there of which, go. did anybody see the Lego episode of The Simpsons? It was brilliant. Just on no, I, mean, I have not, not watched it yet. It's on my Hulu. I haven't seen it. It's fantastic. I, yeah. Especially if you saw the Lego movie. Yeah. <clears throat> I saw it twice. Oh, my favorite part. All right, sports. Three-time F1 world champ Arden Senna died on May 1st, 1994, as a result of a crash while he was leading the 1994 San Marino Grand Prix at Autodromo Enzo Diel Ferrari in Italy. Oh. The previous day, Roland Ratzenberger had died when his car crashed during qualification for the race. Those were the first fatal accidents to occur in an F1 race in 12 years. My father and I watch F1 races together all the time. AJ Foyt? Yeah, they're pretty impressive. So you weren't yes. getting trapped up by those names. I was not getting tripped up by <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> if Ronald Ratzen, if Roland Ratzenberger died no, in wrong Ratzenberger. then... Wrong Ratzenberger. How is he in all the Pixar movies? Yeah. It's John Ratzenberger. I was yeah. really hoping you weren't going to go there. Did you, no, would you like to hear F1 my Doppler impression, then? <laughs> no, we'll do it he, on the Alzheimer's he, show. He's more like a oh. hit-the-cliff Ratson, or hit-the-cliff Clavin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, good Lord, sweet baby Jesus. <clears throat> no, the F1 races are amazing, because you, you see them on TV, and they looks like they're just kind of like cruising around these turns, and then you realize that they're doing upwards of 200 miles an hour on these, yeah. on these roads. And the crashes on these things are amazing because the only thing keeping these cars on the ground is those vents and everything going on on the front and on the back of the wheels. And that fin also. If that fin goes, that's when you see them start launching yeah, into the Yeah, and, and they're always like, you know, only six feet away from pedestrians and people just watching the race. <laughs> yeah, I know. Seriously. It's like, why would you go outside while that's going on? It's like being at a rally event. You're sitting there drinking tea as people are going 180 miles an hour past them. <laughs> yeah. So F1 races are amazing. And miscellaneous, 10 years ago, yesterday, VP was sworn in. Yes. Who is VP? Anyone? Vincent Pantoliano? Oh, uh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Ten years ago, VP uh, was sworn in. Vincent Price. No. No, no. It's, um... Vinny Paparino. <laughs> I was going to say that, you dummy. Damn it. The vice president? Nope. No one? Uh, Anyone? VP. Uh, Vincent Pastore. No. Damn it. Louis Pastore. <laughs> Louis Prima. Vinny Barbarino. No, that, that's actually 5P is what that said. <laughs> what is it? It's, and in that case, it's Roman numerals. I don't understand it. <laughs> Vladimir Putin. Uh, oh. I what is he whispering about again? All creepy like You don't want to know. You know what I want to know about? I want to know about Friends. <gasps> yes. What about Friends? Did we all watch Friends? I'll be there for you. <laughs> I did watch Friends. We own the box set. Yes, we all watched Friends. I remember... I remember everybody at the, in, in Concordia watching Friends all the time. It was like a, a rage because it was the number one show. And I remember, I specifically remember we were sitting in, um, we were sitting in the common area of our dorm up on the top of Third Lindy, playing magic or doing whatever. And it was during the episode of um, uh, when, when uh, you know, he's her lobster. You know, when when Ross and Rachel first kiss, when they show the the prom video. He's her lobster. Yeah. And we and, and when they kiss, you could hear the entire other side of the dorm, which was all girls, just go, ah! 
they all start squealing. And you know, <laughs> I, I specifically remember that. I don't know. If, I, I think you guys were there too, but I, I kind of recall that. <laughs> I mean, but, it was um, it was an audible sound you could hear through the doors. I you know. It was an audible funny. sound you could hear as opposed audible to sounds you could smell. Yeah. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up! Inaudible sounds that you can hear. <laughs> Wait, well, that was in Ghostbusters. That, that was like the most Wait, phrase. listen. Can you smell that? <laughs> That was, that was the most redundant life. phrase I've ever said, I think. An audible sound you can hear. <laughs> can you smell what the pad is cooking? So anyway, Friends, yeah. uh, sitcom created by David Crane and Mar- Marta Kaufman. Um, Marta Kaufman, who would go on later to do things such as Veronica's Closet Ugh. and yeah, Related. I don't, know. I don't know what Related is, but uh, she did that. And uh, David Crane... Did Mad About You. Uh, hey, you he were on that show. Some, yeah. And that was Paul Reiser, who is not Paul Rudd. Yes. <laughs> who is not Paul No, no, no. I'm Paul Reiser in the 80s. Yes, yeah. he is. Yes. But he did Dream on the class. I mean, he did they, TV. He wishes he was Paul TV. Rudd. Yeah, pretty Apparently much. Apparently David Crane had so a So it was on though. for, yes. He was on for 10 <laughs> seasons. Uh, September 22nd is when it first started, oh, in 1994 ooh. to uh, May 6th. I was 19. 2004. 19. And uh, involved a TV show about a group of friends all living in... Uh, oh, that's why they had that... Oh, I never yeah. knew why it was called that. Yeah, I actually... I watched it a little <laughs> bit in the late 80s, but I was pretty much done with Friends by... I don't know. Did he say the late 80s? He did say the late oh, 80s. I, I watched it in the late <laughs> 80s, like, when it was not even on the air yet. Did I, I say was late like, 80s? <laughs> you did say I late am, 80s. I was done with it by the time it aired. Oh, Jesus. I was 1994. I was over it. No, 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 no. I, I meant late <laughs> I liked it before they became corporate. That's not Back when they were doing said. commercials. I know. Uh, no, I meant late 90s. Somebody uh, give me another when pap. When it first started... Um, yeah, but I was pretty much done by year 2000 because uh, we were talking about Paul Rudd a second ago. Until only the last couple of years, I didn't realize that he'd actually been on Friends. Like I never knew who Mike Hannigan was until I think Patrick put up a uh, one of the stupid Facebook quizzes like which Friends character are you? And I came up as Mike Hannigan. I'm like, who the hell is Mike Hannigan? <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't come up as Mrs. Hannigan from Annie. <laughs> It's a hard knock life for us. <laughs> wow, how did you make that reach? Wow. <laughs> oh my god. So anyway, you know what I want to do? I would like to go through the cast and oh. I'm trying to think cuz I think I'm I'm trying to think about like specific episodes that uh that we liked. You know like, oh, I remember this episode. I don't remember any episode <gasps> specifically. Really? I just remember no, I don't. I just remember general clips and comments and little blurbs from <sighs> friends as a as a as this blob of like bad pudding. I did have two anybody, favorite episodes. But. Did anybody watch any episodes in uh, yeah. particular, like preparing for the show? Yes, I did. I, I did. Borrow, I borrowed my friends. I have a friend who is an uber nerd geek about Friends and knows everything about it, and I borrowed his box set. Did you say his? Yes, <laughs> his box set. He is a he is a Friends expert. He loves the show. He grew up with it because it started when he was like twelve, so it's like ingrained in his brain. Wow. Yeah, I've mentioned so I've there... mentioned him before. Okay, so what any okay, Pat? What did what did you watch? Um, I watched the pilot, which I was surprised to learn that I I've, had never actually seen. <laughs> because I, I, I'm watching it, and I'm like, I've never seen that scene, and I was like, and I see a scene that I've seen, I'm like, yeah, okay, and then I see a scene I haven't seen, and it dawned on me, I'm like, all I've ever seen is like flashback scenes of this. I've never actually watched the pilot, so I watched the huh. pilot, and I watched the second episode, and I watched um, 
the one with the embryos, which is the one that they had the quiz where they lost the apartment to the guy. Oh, that is the best episode. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's widely regarded as one of the funniest episodes. And I looked oh. like, I looked up you know the best episodes just specifically to see what was the highest rank. And I saw this page that said best episodes according to the six pe- the six actors. So I was like, oh well, that I want to see. You know, and two out of the six of them said that was their favorite. So I went and watched it. That one is again Miss Chenandler Bong. Yes, that oh, line yeah. is so so funny. <laughs> oh my god, that whole episode is. And then <laughs> actually, when, it's Miss oh. Chenandler. <laughs> it's so funny. That's my favorite episode. Period. Yeah, he's a transponder. That's not even a word. <laughs> he's a transponder. <laughs> This is a really funny episode. How about you, Joel? What did you watch? Uh, I didn't watch any because I've seen, I've watched it in a pretty, like, not regular rotation, but, you know, it's one of those things that I can just put on anytime, anywhere, and I, I admittedly, it's a guilty pleasure. Um, but the one that Pat mentioned, the one with the, the Lucy apartment, is my favorite, followed by uh, The Truth About the, or the one with The Truth About London, because all the episodes are titled the whatever. Yeah, the um, one with the blah, blah, blah. Right. And the one with The Truth About London, where Joey figures out that it's, Oh, Chandler yeah. and Monica, and he's like... Yeah, through, through the eyelash curler. Or what? <laughs> the, the look, he looks at one, and he looks at the other, and he points, and he's like, oh, and then they take him in the bedroom, and he's like, in London! And I just, I don't know, that whole episode is funny, but that build-up to that, it's like, you know, you're masturbating furiously, and then you get to that final climax, and everything just goes. And that was that yeah. moment. Nice and also up. also the scene when um, when they figure out that Ross is the father of uh, of Rachel's oh, baby, when he picks up the sweater, he's like, oh, oh there's my sweater. That. <laughs> yeah. It's salmon. <laughs> What's funny is uh, I only watched one, and you actually mentioned uh, the one with the truth about London. That was the one immediately after the one I watched, because I knew I hadn't seen anything past about season four. So I decided specifically to watch something from season seven. So I watched the one with Joey's new brain. And? And I really liked it. I mean, it had guest starred Susan Sarandon, and it had uh, Joey doing his whole Days of Our Lives shtick. That's a good one. Drake Ramore. <clears throat> but that's not, well, that's not, he takes over for Yeah, he her takes character. over for Susan Sarandon, and he's owning the room, and of course he sleeps with her. And she said it to be in Mexican soap operas. Right. And there's a whole subplot about a phone that was left at the coffee shop that both Phoebe and Rachel want to uh, have it so when the guy who left it behind calls, they can introduce themselves to him. And they're fighting over the phone the whole episode. I can't believe we were talking about friends and <laughs> like this. It makes me giggle because it's, you know, it's considered to be kind of a girl show, but it really is a very funny show. And no, yeah, up. I, I don't have any shame in enjoying the show because it's very well written and I could still watch it even though I know what's coming and I know the lines and stuff. And it's still funny. Exactly. I don't know if I actually laughed out loud at all. You yeah, because that's not one of the best that. episodes. It really isn't. But. I can't recall ever laughing out loud during Friends. I do not like Friends. What? What? Here comes Sorry, the dissenting I, opinion. Well, Patrick does. Patrick likes it, so I guess one of us yeah, has one to of dislike us, it. By law, has to hate it. Oh, no. Damn it! Yeah, no, I, I am not. I, you know, it, it's, it's a story about six people who really don't exist. <laughs> okay, well, that's everything that, that's written. <laughs> no, I mean, but even there's some there's some TV shows out there that are plausible. You can be like, oh yeah, this person could exist out here. Okay, first off, these people are too beautiful. They're too good looking. They're too. They're too. Their life is too perfect for living in this huge friggin' apartment. Well, they did explain you know, and, that. Yeah, they did Rent explain control. that with you know. Yeah. yeah, but it's. I only watched it because Suzanne watched it. <laughs> 
That's the only reason. Uh-huh. And the only time I recall laughing out loud during that show, I was trying to remember when, you know, shows that I've seen is there's one where uh, uh, Joey and Chandler are talking about using the soap in the apartment. And he's like, you've been using my soap? He's like, no, it's self-cleaning. Don't you understand? And he's like, what's the first thing you wash? My face. He's like, what do you think the last thing I wash is? You know, and that's like the only time I recall ever laughing out loud at that show. So, well, how many I'm how shamed. many episodes would you say you've watched? I'm shamed. Me? Yeah, yeah. you. Uh, two dozen and a half, maybe, over the course of my lifetime. Two dozen and a half. Yeah, he's technically so. watched like twenty, but the, there were also five halves that he watched. Yeah, there's five halves where I was like, I watched part of it. I'm like, why am I watching this? Math is hard. I don't understand that. That's that's about like maybe I've watched a little bit more than Mike did, but they're concentrated in seasons one through three. I've I've seen probably eighty percent of all the episodes, eighty to eighty five percent. I've seen a hundred percent multiple times. Yeah, because there were there were like two seasons where I didn't watch it at one point. I don't remember why. I think I was working too much and I just didn't have time to watch anything. Uh, but other than that, I, I've I've watched all of them, hmm. and I really enjoy it. I mean, it, it honestly, I'd say it's one of my top ten favorite sitcoms. Mm, top ten? Yeah, it'd be towards the bottom, but it's definitely there. <laughs> what What is below Friends? <clears throat> what is below it? A lot of things. No, I mean in your top ten. Is it ten or is it nine? Now was this yeah, back in the eighties? Amazon. No, I would say it would probably be like number nine or ten in my top ten. Okay. All right, now, character by character, Rachel Green. What about her? Jennifer Aniston. She had a haircut. She had a haircut. <laughs> At everybody copied. Yep. That, and that she learned that she just grew to hate. <laughs> everybody copied, copied her. That was like the thing. Like, you had yeah. to have the Rachel. The Rachel, yes. And, didn't and I, d- I did not mind that at all. I thought I thought it was a very good look on the females. <laughs> on the females? The females, yes. That's She's why I'm so with them. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's the potatoes. <laughs> What about um, um, yeah? But I, lo- I mean, personally, I mean, just speaking as a male, Jennifer Aniston in general is like one of my favorite females out there. I think she's really gorgeous. okay. Yeah, yeah, you need a longer pause in there because I clearly heard you say speaking as a male, Jennifer Aniston, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the way they're gonna hear it. Speaking as a male, comma Jennifer Aniston is much better. <laughs> yeah, she's. I just I find her to be just stunning. You know what? And she actually is not a bad actress. No. If you've seen um, no. Horrible Bosses. Yeah, she's great in that. So, I mean, she's definitely, you know, she's aged well. Uh, she uh, we And she's the, really funny in that. We Are the Millers, she's excellent in. I That's on my list. I want to see that. Uh, I'm that's watch a very that. funny movie. I enjoyed it quite a lot. Don't forget. Right. Uh, hold on. There's one in the movie that I saw with uh, The Good Girl. Was that yeah, it? The good, yeah, I own that movie. That's a great movie. It was movie. very good. Yeah, she's very good she's in that. Really good in that. Um, the and she's the one also. Yeah. I mean, I haven't the seen Edward Norton. Edward. Edward. I've hated. Just Not Go Burns. With It was pretty good, too. Burns. Yeah. I'm cool about Courtney Cox. Scream, baby. Cox? Mon- Monica. Well, yeah, again, I mean, where Courtney Cox, she was great in Scream, but what about the character Monica? She oh. irritated me. She grew to be, I mean, she went from being one thing to being just completely neurotic by the the way they, they casually wrote her into being this this horrible neurotic person. They, 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 wrote, her, they wrote her into a shrill character. I mean, she yeah. just... I know. Yeah, she wasn't like that in the beginning. No, she was. I mean, she was. She was multidimensional in the beginning, and she just became much more, you know, one faceted towards the end. Like, a, what about Rachel then? I like the way she actually kind of did the reverse. She was very one dimensional at the beginning, and by the end, she was a lot more multifaceted as a character. 
I think I think she as a as an actress just became a better actress throughout the series, and so I, I think it kind of reflected in her character. That's probably true. Yeah. Okay. Phoebe. Phoebe, in my in my opinion, Phoebe. If you translate her to today, she's the girl holding the spork. What? Look at me. I'm unique. You don't know the spork. <laughs> well, girl? yeah, but the thing is, is she isn't doing it on purpose. She has this combination of being weird and ditzy that I think was kind of cool. Because yeah. okay. I'll give you that because she was weird and ditzy, but it didn't. Her character, Phoebe, did not realize it. Right. Yeah. So I don't think like, it was like an attention thing and a like, look at me, I'm so different. It was a. She thought it was normal and didn't know any better. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like the whole smelly cat thing. Yeah, because that was just normal to her. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, this is what's normal. Why wouldn't everybody else enjoy? And it? Okay, I'll give you that. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. I, I yeah, can't stop watching the time Paul Rudd showed he up. He became her her husband. Yeah. By the end of the series. Oh, he did? Yeah. yeah. They got married. Yeah, they ended up getting married right in front of Central oh, Perk. Yep. Out in the snow, I believe. Right? And he's sort of yeah, a geeky guy, snowing. isn't he? Yeah. Hmm? Paul Rudd? Yeah. No, I mean his character, Mike Hannigan, was sort of he a, was? Geek, a geek. Yeah. 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 Are you thinking of him? Or are you thinking of Hank Azaria's character? No, Hank Azaria was, was the science nerd, and, and uh, Mike was just kind of the bumbling nice guy. Which is Paul Rudd, in a nutshell. Yeah. Sure. More or less. I like him. Yeah, everybody likes him. I like Paul Rudd too. See, even have Mike? you seen? Have, I I like Paul Rudd. I think. Have you seen the? Um, of course, I didn't know he was in Friends, so now I kind of dislike him. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> if did you see Paul Rudd versus uh, what's his name on the Tonight Show for the lip sync battle? I did. Oh, with Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, yes. that's pretty. Funny. He, yeah, yeah. It's if, if yeah. listeners, if you haven't seen that, go search for it. I'll put it in the show notes. Better look up Emma Stone. That oh yeah, yeah. I just saw that so, one. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> You're amazing. So yeah, I mean, at least Kudrow, Kudrow, like the entire cast always acknowledged her as the funniest one out of all six of them. Like she was the one that consistently made everybody laugh on set. So you know, and and her character, I mean, I I think she was written perfectly for Lisa Kudrow. Okay, well that's the girls. Joey Tribbiani. Tribbiani. Wait, what? (laughs) Whatever. How you doing? How you doing? He 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 also had a great character arc as far as, like, he went from being just a one-dimensional ladies' man, dumbass, you know, and he just had this great character arc where he, like, turned in, you know, and and I didn't like really the fact that they made him fall in love with Rachel, you know, at one point, but, you know, it did help his character to grow and become a lot more than just a one-dimensional ladies' man type of thing. Yeah, he's my favorite character. Really? Yep, Joey Tribbiani. He wow, had some of the best really? lines in the whole run of the show, yeah. Yep. Okay. Now, even even though I have not seen every single episode, I have to say Chandler probably has some of the better... better. Uh... Chandler has some of the more um, intelligent lines. Joey just has some of the more just gut laugh type stuff. Like, there, there's there's one great Joey scene, my favorite scene of his in the whole series, when... There's this there's this whole thing about these these special pies at, that you know they've been fighting oh. <laughs> the episode about them and, and yeah, at no, the very no. end, at the, the very end of the episode Chandler and and Rachel are both on their knees in the hallway with forks trying to eat bits of pie that fell on the floor because they dropped one of them and and Joey just walks up on them as they're as they're on their knees eating pie off the floor and he just She's looks good. at him and he reaches into his jacket pocket and he pulls a fork out and he's like oh what are we eating yeah <laughs> cheesecake yeah it was cheesecake that's right yeah not pie. Whatever you whatever, but it was like one of the one, one of the best just one of the best deliveries. Just reaches into his jacket pocket, pulls a fork out. <laughs> yeah, and Chandler has all of the really sarcastic, cutting lines. That I mean, they're always clever. I always smiled, but usually, if any of the characters were going to get me to laugh out loud, it was going to be either Phoebe or Joey. 
Hmm. Really? Because Chan- Chandler's lines were were like <clears throat> I mean they were they, you could tell that they were written by professional comedians because they were I mean they were that sharp and polished. And it's like no one can speak that that you know that well that consistently and be that funny all the time. Could he well, be? I, think you know, know, Chan- I mean, I don't don't get me wrong. I laughed at him because I love that character. But I mean, and it was it was well written. But it's like he's like one of those guys. Like I wish I was that sharp, you know. And no, very few people are that quick witted all the time. Yeah. It's tough. This guy. But I think Chandler was the guy that all of us wanted to be because all of us wished we could be that cutting edge on our comics. Sure. Yeah. Right Comedically, he's the guy we wish we could be. All right. What's he whispering about again? I don't know what he's whispering about. I mean, I just imagine every time he does this that he's wearing, like, a, a, a mask made of skin. <laughs> <laughs> you, do you guys want to hear my Doppler impersonation? <laughs> oh, Jesus. No? Okay. At the end of the sure, show. Sure, let's get it over with. We'll, Go ahead. No, we'll wait till the end of the show. You guys can wait. We'll All just right. wait till the end of the show. Can, Matthew can Perry is my him? favorite character. Can, can we hear Joel's impression of Joey or Chandler? Like, what he what he thought of them? Not impression. Yeah, they be wearing any more clothes. <laughs> Chandler Bing is my favorite character. He was he was the one I could relate to. I felt like Chandler Bong, Miss <laughs> Chandler Bong. Uh, it's, through the whole story, the whole his whole character. Speaking of character arcs, since that's the theme for the evening, he uh yeah. Does he, that make Amy went, Courtney uh, Courtney Cox's? I don't think so. Call her Monica. See what she see what she does. Uh, yeah, no. Um. Anyway, so yeah, that's that would be my guy if I had to pick out of all the characters, especially out of the guys, especially out of the guys. Yeah, buddy. Anyone else? Chan- uh, if I had to pick a favorite, I, w- I would probably have to say Chandler too, because I mean, like I said, his lines are so well written and everything. It's like I wish I could be that quick and that funny all the time. Yeah. And then there's Ross, who we, we are not even interested in talking about, apparently. No, Ross is a twat. We haven't gotten there yet. Well, he was yeah, the last yeah, character. We're there now. Ross, he, poor Ross is always last on everybody's list. He had moments, though, where he was very likable and funny. Um, and I, I think they did it. I mean, they did more of a disservice to the character of Ross than they did to Monica over the course of the series. Because by the end of the series, he was just this whiny little sniveling brat of a man child who just you know i just want what i i mean it was just i mean they they just did a disservice to his character i think see i thought towards the the last few seasons he got much better and much funnier i mean the character was more likable and i thought had better lines and yeah they started reeling him in a little bit towards the end they did i mean yeah that's what i but like man during the whole emily thing you know it it just was i mean he was just ridiculous (laughs) i thought yeah, I mean, I don't know. He just frequently his character. If they needed somebody to whine about something, it was him. And if they needed someone to shriek about something, it was Monica. Yeah. So probably why I tuned out of the show is because I found a third of the cast incredibly irritating. I know. Oh, I didn't find that. <laughs> but that being said, he did have some great comedic moments, like the the tanning booth was hysterical. Oh, <laughs> or the teeth whitening. Yes, the teeth whitening was. Or also the great. the powder where he puts the powder and the lotion <laughs> for to the try and get the jackets. leather pants off. Or, or the pants, yeah, the leather. Yeah, and he's like, it's made of paste. Um, <laughs> see, and David Schwimmer, out of all the cast members, has honestly been the one guy that's kind of went on to do outside of maybe Jennifer Aniston to do more interesting things and changed his role. I and mean, and that's, seen, that's why I think, you know, because, I mean, David Schwimmer himself is a, is a good actor and all that. You know, I mean, he, he, well, he's shown that, like you said. His, his and, and the movies he makes are, are pretty damn amazing. Um, he's, as a director, you should watch some of his films he's made. He's, I mean, the guy's got a lot of talent, and um, it, just his run on Curb Your Enthusiasm alone is worth the price of admission. But, 
then you throw in, um, I don't know if any of you have ever seen uh, uh, Big Nothing. No. I have, no. Well, Josh, I would hope, would have since Simon Pegg's in it. No, I never got around to it. Oh, my God. I own it. It's so it's a crime comedy, but it's so brilliantly done. It's got Natasha McElhone in it. Alice Eve, uh, Mimi Rogers is in it. Uh, it's just it's a great. Yeah, it's a crimedy. It's dark. It's a dark comedy. It's a black comedy. And Simon Pegg and David Schwimmer just play off each other so well. What is it called again? Uh, it's a blackity. It's oh, a, this looks awesome. It's very, very good. Frustrated, right? unemployed teacher? That's like, was me. <laughs> what do you mean, was? Yeah, well, no, I have a job. <laughs> I've had a job for a year. I would Anyway, I would That's highly recommend it. Mainly focusing on the frustrated it. part. Uh, What's the name of it again? Big Nothing. Oh, okay. Or, well, that was- if you get a chance, you know, he's done some movies. Trust, which is dark and dark. Uh, he <laughs> did Run, Fat Boy Run, that starred Simon Pegg. He had a little cameo in it, too, which was... It was entertaining. It's not his best movie, but it's worth watching. Um, I, I don't know. I just... Don't I, forget he was in 40 Days and 40 Nights. He's got talent. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I like the swimmer post-Friends and during Friends, even. Are we going to talk about Gunther at all, or...? Why not? I don't know. Yeah. Who's are, we, are we done with David Schwimmer? Oh, are we done with everyone? Who is I'm so done with David Schwimmer. <laughs> <laughs> Gunther was uh, he was the bleach blonde guy that ran the coffee shop. Well, who had, he was who had the like, mad had crush on Rachel and was always just jealous of Ross and anybody else that dated her. Who was originally kind of like a right, written off character, but he became a regular reoccurring person on the show. And he actually is very um, very active in the Friends fan club. He's like uh, constantly doing things with them and. Hmm. Yeah. It seems like he had another role in there somehow. I don't remember what it was, but I I thought he had another. He played some other role in the show besides just Gunther, like a like a producer or something. But yeah, oh, or maybe. director. I don't know. I don't remember now. But anyway, yeah. And he's the sad sack. You felt bad for him. I thought uh, Ross was the sad sack. No, because Ross, even though he was 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 kind of they they kind of made him into like a big shrieking pansy by the end. I mean, he was still <laughs> oh he still always was getting the, the women. I'm sorry. I just giggled at the idea of a big shrieking pansy. <laughs> Well, and then they just had, I mean, <laughs> they also were surrounded by, you know, a, a great supporting people that came in and out, like Elliot Gould and yes. Helen Baxendale, Jessica Heck, Tom Selleck, uh, Aisha Tyler, Giovanni Ribisi was hilarious on that he, show. He's great in everything he does. I love Phoebe's him. brother. Um, Eddie Cahill is going on to do an NYPD Brown or whatever they're doing now. Deborah Jo Rupp, John Favreau did a great run on that show. Um, Hank Azaria was brilliant. Tate Donovan, Anna Ferris was even on there. Um, uh, Morgan Fairchild, Michael Rappaport. Um, I mean, it just, you know, it's kind of like Seinfeld where, uh, and Bruce Willis, I think I mentioned, um, where Kathleen, Seinfeld. Kathleen Turner is <laughs> Chandler's dad. <laughs> Chandler's dad was just brilliant. Right. You know, where, where they had just a great cast of people that came that were even young at, the, at that point and have since gone on to be, you know, great in their own rights. Um, George Clooney, Nor Wiley made a guest star appearance on this. Sean Penn was phenomenal. Red, Red Pitt's Thanksgiving episode was. Brad, oh my God. <laughs> I hate Rachel Green. <laughs> that whole bit was. Yeah. No, I mean, and, and it's just, it's one of those shows that's kind of timeless. That's why I watch it over and over. Is that even though it's kind of silly and there, maybe the, it's not real and there's no African American people on the entire show, but. It's still just a great show. Aisha Tyler, you just mentioned her. Well, yeah, but that was like way late in the season. <laughs> that, was, that was their oops. All right, fine. Here's a black person. <laughs> right. <laughs> Basically. 
That's exactly oh, what it felt like. Or, or, or what, what? Who was it? One of them. Like, made no, no, friends. we're not racist at all. Look, we'll have two of our guys make out with her. One of one of their friends. One of the friends made uh, got one of the like the plumber that came in and was playing him off as like his best friend to make him think that he had a. No, that was Seinfeld. Friend. Was it? Yeah, that was Seinfeld. That wasn't friends. No, <laughs> that was George. That's what I said. It's Seinfeld. <laughs> right, Seinfeld. They're a crossover. Like not they, at all. They didn't have any African American people either. <laughs> anyway, so what are your overall impressions of the? I mean, of the series, guys. I did my impressions. I know. I'm saying, I I'm, know. I'm saying the guys that haven't oh. said anything. Not you. Thought you meant those impressions. <laughs> those well, I, right. I've said I don't like it. It was okay. Uh, I mean, I didn't think it was awesome, but uh, and I don't think it has aged as well because I, I was looking forward to giving it a fresh look because occasionally I will encounter people making references. There's stuff I, re- I remembered Chenandler uh, Banong. Uh, bon. I remembered uh, yeah, Chenandler Bong, Miss Chenandler Bong. There I remembered uh, Joey's character on the soap opera getting pushed down an open elevator shaft. <laughs> yeah, that one was funny. Um, but <laughs> I, I don't remember over the years like laughing out loud, and I gave it another chance, hoping that I was like, okay, maybe it was just at the time it wasn't my sort of humor, but it'll have aged well, and it was okay. okay. Well, can I can I recommend an episode to you? To sure, I will watch this? one more and give it a chance. Sure. All right, uh, season five, episode eight. Um, it's called the one with all the Thanksgivings. Oh my god, that's a great one. I think yeah. I vaguely re- I may have seen that one, but I'll watch it's, it again. It's a, it's a flashback episode where they, they they go back, you know, they go back in time and explain some back history and you get to and you get to see Monica in the fat suit, you get to see, you know, Rachel wearing the her original nose before her and, and it's just <laughs> and, and the guys are wearing, you know, like the the <laughs> Chandler's walking around wearing a flock of seagulls haircut and it's just Is that fun. the one where Ross is playing uh on his uh, little key, his little Casio keyboard. <laughs> no, unfortunately, that's a totally different one. But <laughs> okay, I, I, okay, the second time I laughed, that where he was starts playing. Uh, shit, what did he play from uh, Beverly Hills Cop? <laughs> oh, the Jan Hammer song. <laughs> yeah, when he starts oh playing God. that, when he comes back, he's, he gets his Casio keyboard and he's like, "I'm going to start yeah. my music career." And then every <laughs> and song, when he starts like jerking his head around while he's playing. He's like, "Bong." Every song ends with an explosion. Oh, and man. Phoebe's like, oh my gosh, you're really talented. He's way ahead of his time. Everybody's like, wow, that's garbage, you know? Oh, man, that was a great one. Yeah, but that's not that one. But I do highly suggest that one. Look for, look for that one. It's called The One with All the Thanksgivings, Season 5, oh, Episode classic. 8. All the, all the Thanksgiving ones were fantastic, though. Yes, but that's Because that was where you had the, the Brad Pitt, too. Yeah. All right, I've got that one queued up. I'm pretty sure I've already seen it, but I'll watch it again just to, with an open mind to see if I laugh out loud at any point. All right. So is that all we have to say about Friends? Do we want to... No, yeah, never mind. Yeah, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> I was going to say, do we want to say, do we want to talk about any of their careers afterwards? But that really doesn't, that's a little not related to a little Friends. Bit. I mean, cool. Courtney Cox ended up on Cougar Town, which is okay. I, I put it in but much the same. it's still around, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's still going. Yeah. Which she's had, I mean, I, I mean, that of Jennifer Aniston's movie career, I think Courtney Cox is the only one that's made a successful TV well, Matthew Perry keeps getting on, keeps doing critically acclaimed stuff, but he never gets any ratings in anything he's doing. You know, right. Mr. Sunshine was good. I mean, by the end of the first season, I was, I was like, okay, this is getting somewhere. I was starting to enjoy it because I stuck with it, but it didn't ever pay off. Since, since uh, Studio sixty on the Sunset Strip, again, critically acclaimed. You're right. I heard great things about it. Didn't go anywhere. Thirty um, Rock was just so much better, and I just kind of buried him. And then this last show, um, 
just say or say what or say now. Say, I don't know. Say, yeah, say it ain't so or something like that. Yeah, that one didn't even get anywhere, which is unfortunate. Cause he's talented, but yeah, I, I watched the I watched the pilot of that one, and it you know it showed some promise, but I mean I never watched it again, so I don't. I, I, what that says, I guess something about it. <laughs> and Matt LeBlanc, you know, went ahead and took the Joey route, but then uh, was kind of pigeonholed for a long time when that didn't go anywhere and. He's back now on, what is it, Episodes, which seems to be doing pretty well. Uh, web Therapy, I think he's got, uh, or maybe that was just uh, that was just an off. Yeah, that was just an off, like a bit roll. Episodes is on Season 4 and still going. So, hmm. I mean, that you got to give... I've heard it's pretty good, too, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I think they kind of play on the fact, you know, that he's playing himself, more or less, but, um, you know, he's... he's kind of taking... like that show that Lisa Kudrow did, where she kind oh. of spoofed on herself. What was that called? Oh, I don't remember now. No, I don't no. either, but you know what I'm talking about. It. <laughs> Damn it, Pat. Sometimes I hate you so much I want to kick you. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't even know what that means. I'm going to do my Doppler impression here soon. Um, oh, God. Web therapy. Oh, um, the comeback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. Which uh, that show is currently in season two. It doesn't have anything listed for 2015, but 2014 is still listed as season two, so I guess it's still going. And um, Lisa Kudrow's done some uh, voice acting. Oh, very true. Various video games and animated features. She was Aphrodite in Hercules the Animated Series. Hmm. Um, hmm. The uh, puzzle Nintendo game, uh, Professor Layton and the Curious uh, Village, she did some voice voices for. Really? Yeah. Huh. All right. Well, I guess that's it. Uh, and Jennifer Aniston's had a, had a, uh, a big movie career, like successful sure. with films. I think she's kind of kept herself viable that way. So I, I just assumed we'd already discussed that. So I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. she, oh, yeah. And she was in Leprechaun. Well, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's her claim to fame. Hey, shut your hole. Yeah, but yeah, she's had a. I mean, she's had a very respectable movie career, actually. Yep, all the way from uh, being in a video for Tom Petty to America's Sweetheart. Yeah, and then well, you got Courtney Cox, Cox her first appearance. Yeah, yep, there Bruce you go. Springsteen's, yeah, Dancing in the Dark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Matt LeBlanc in that Pat Benatar video. <laughs> Is that a real thing? No, no, it's not. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm not aware of that. <laughs> I was just sorry. Yeah. Anyway, that, no. Yep. Time for break. Yay. Yay for break. Yay for break. Ah, oh, we said the same right. thing. Men, friends, men, friends, men, friends, men, friends, men, friends, men, friends, men, friends. Excuse me, gents, you look like you're having fun. My name's Charlie and this is my chum. We were just having a stimulating chat. I want to get in on that, you see. I've got these tickets to a rock and roll show. Hmm, that's funny, because we were gonna go. Hello, everyone. We're back. Hey. And uh, we are now uh, talking about a show that ended only 10 years ago. <laughs> really? Yeah. Did it end 10 years ago? Yeah, 2000. Yeah, 10 years. I thought it was a little newer than that even, but that's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Talking about coupling, it started in 2000 and ended in 2004. Only ran four seasons. Uh, but it was a uh, basically a British version of Friends. A little bit more... Racy. Risky. Yeah. Racy? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Quality. Uh, well, yeah. And I kind of find that the British imports, at least for those of us who are American, tend to be discovered 10 years after their time. <laughs> Whether you're talking uh, like the IT crowd on Netflix or Black Books or Father Ted. Uh, of course, like when The Office had its American version, a lot of people uh, went back and watched the British version. So this is 
kind of more I contemporary did, for us because of its unfamiliarity. It takes a couple of years for us to catch up with the, the good shows from the BBC that aren't Doctor yeah, Who. Yeah, what's going on across the pond. Right. Come along. Come um, yes. Well, that's a good transition because this sitcom was actually written by Stephen Moffat. Moffat or Moffat? Moffat. Moffat. Okay. Who uh, has a huge list of of uh, shows that he's done initially with Press Gang. He's done, you know, coupling. He wrote all 28 episodes of this. He has 25 different episodes between 2005 and 2013 of Doctor Who that he's written. Well, he's the showrunner now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He took over when Matt Smith started for Russell Yeah, including, yeah, I mean, he's written such, uh, the shows as uh, Pandorica Opens, The Wedding of River Song, uh, one of my favorites, The Asylum of the Daleks. That's a brilliant episode. And then the one that really everybody considers the best of the new series, hands down, is Blink, which is kind of the one that I think eventually won him the seat as showrunner. But he also does Sherlock. Yep. Mm -hmm. Which everybody keeps telling me I need to watch because it's absolutely brilliant, but I haven't had a chance to yet. It really is. And I'm a huge Martin Freeman fan because of Sherlock. Oh, yeah. And uh, he also wrote the uh, Adventures of Tintin movie. I have not gotten around to that. You know what's funny about that? You need to see it because it is actually much better than you're expecting it. I was a fan of the books as a kid. He's, oh, yeah. Then you will completely love it. Well, funny story, though, is he started writing it, and he left to, to be showrunner for Doctor Who. Oh, okay. Really? Yep. He took that as his cue, and uh, I think it was a good decision. But so I was just, I've just been reading the 50-year anniversary of a book on it, and that talked about when he took over, um, which a lot of people are kind of mixed on his abilities with the show lately, but... Mm-hmm. He is the face of Doctor Who these days. Anyway, coupling. That's what uh, we're he, talking about. Coupling. That is what we are talking about. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a it's a British version of Friends. It's like I said, started in two thousand. Hear you say that? Mm, no. Don't let Stephen Moffat hear. Okay, you know what? It is a let's say another genre. Another. It's it's another show in the same genre as Friends. Yeah. It's, it's well, a sitcom it's, about a yeah, sex tuplet of people. Yeah. Well, there's six six people, three boys, three girls, that spend half their time in a in a bar, and they intermingle with each other. And you've got you know the the dumb guy, the sexy handsome guy, the kind of bumbling lead guy. You know, it's it's very much a mirror image of Friends, but with more sex. I, I agree, but they get very up in arms about people saying that. If you I won't the say chat that. Boards. <laughs> but it is very much, I mean, when I saw it, I'm like, oh, they're going to a bar instead of a coffee shop. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's it's hard for me to be look at them with a straight face when they get upset about this, because this is pretty much, they took Friends, the, the concept of Friends, and in my opinion, made it a little bit more interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just, just saying. So here... Uh, the series was inspired by Moffat's relationship with producer Sir v- Sue Vertu. Uh, they game actually gave the uh, two of the characters, Steve and Sue uh, Susan, the uh, names that they had because they had this, all these different stories that they brought up from their relationships. It was very positive, named Best TV Comedy in the British Comedy Awards in 2003, and uh, unfortunately, uh, by the third show, uh, th- sorry, the fourth season, they. Uh, Went away. There was also an American version who 
didn't last long at all, mm-hmm. I don't believe. It's still on, isn't it? No, it so, lasts one it? season, I thought. It's, oh, you're right. Sorry. It's a 2013, but there's no end to it, uh, but it only ran one season. So, yeah, I guess it was short. Sorry, I thought it was. It got, yeah, because it got canceled in the middle of the season. Okay. Wow. But what's unfortunate is, you know, um, Lindsay Price was in it, who was uh, from 902 and 0. She, uh, Colin Ferguson was in it, and Jay Harrington, who... Um, Jay Harrington now is... Um, what do I know his name? Uh, damn it. <laughs> oh, finally somebody else gets it. Oh, you, would yeah. you guys like to hear my Doppler impression instead? No, I'd like to talk about the friends. From I the want to hear the Doppler impression. Okay, we'll do Go it later. Ahead. So anyway, <laughs> okay. I've, I've, I've switched. I've flip-flopped. I want to hear it now. <laughs> Leave, the, Leave boy the boy in the well. In the well. Uh, <laughs> okay, so which which episodes did you guys watch? I've seen the entire series. I watched the entire first season, and I watched uh, The Melty Man Cometh at Josh's recommendation. Or your recommendation, Mike. Sorry, not Josh. Yeah. Mm. Josh, what did you watch? I watched The Melty Man Cometh, um, Sex, uh, Death, and Nudity. Sex. In the past, this is not the first time I've watched Coupling, but this is just what I rewatched today, because I watched the first two seasons before, and I also picked up, uh, I can't remember the name of it, give me a second, uh, the one where I think it's Jeff finally actually gets a girlfriend. Oh, Jeffrey? Yeah, uh, where he's dating his boss, I think. Yes, where the two of them finally get together after awkwardly screwing up, talking to each other and not kissing and being scared of each other. Yeah, that's a... Let me see the name of that one. Because uh, I had seen... I'm pretty sure I'd seen that one before, too. You yeah, can go I, on. Okay, we're moving on. Uh, this... Oh, it was Naked. Uh, naked? Yeah. Ah, yes, Naked. That was first season. <clears throat> okay. Well, this, honestly, is one of my favorites. More, one of my more favorite shows. I like this a lot better than I liked Friends. This just... It's got the... I have always been a fan of the British humor. Yes. And I think the characters in this one are a little bit more identifiable. Does that make sense? Yeah. That they're a little bit more real? You're not going to... I mean, because it seemed to me that everybody in Friends was so perfect. They had, like, the the perfect life. These guys actually have some actual issues going on. And... Patrick... Did Patrick go away again? No, I'm, I'm just... He's just quiet. Okay. I'm just waiting. Okay. All right. Well, what did you guys think? Is this the first time you've seen it, Patrick? Well, I, I, first of all, I, I didn't get to tell you what episodes I watched, sir. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I know go everybody's ahead. waiting with bated breath. <laughs> I Masturbated four, breath. Yeah, yeah. I watched four episodes. I watched the... Uh, no, actually, I'm sorry. I watched three episodes. I watched the pilot, and then I watched uh, Inferno, which is also in in the first season, and then I watched a third season one, uh, Unconditional Sex. Okay. Those are the three I watched. and Because I did a search on you know what, what people thought were the funniest episodes, and those two came up, so I watched those two. Inferno was a riot. I thought I thought Inferno was hilarious. That, is, was, that was a good one. It was okay, yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, here we go. It's okay. I didn't it's right. I didn't care for the episodes I watched. I thought yeah. it was like I thought it was like really really I I don't I think it was honestly mostly the acting I didn't care for. I I mean, I don't I don't know what it was. It just I could never I did like you said about friends not really laughing out loud. I don't think I laughed out loud but maybe maybe once per episode. Yeah, I just the I don't Eagles know. Those are a good band, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> 
See, I, I, I thought you were the one that I thought you were the one that supported everybody having different opinions. That's what wakes the world go round. I do, but the Eagles suck, so that's not an opinion. That's a fact. Anyway, go it's ahead. Not a saying? fact. That is, a, that is by far <laughs> not a fact. Yeah, buddy. Anyway, you're saying this show. I, I I just I don't know. I don't think it was I didn't think it was that funny. I mean, maybe I'd have to watch a couple more episodes to get into the vibe of it. But I don't know. I I just don't think you know. Also, I just I don't think there's any way that Susan would be with Steve. That's just a whole other thing. The guy, the Steve guy, the actor, I didn't think was very good. Susan Oa. He was from the Pirates of the Caribbean. Jack Davenport. Yeah, I name. know who he is. Okay, wait a second. Who who was Ross with in Friends? Rachel. 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 You can buy Rachel being with Ross, but you can't buy Steve being with Susan. Why? Yes, because even though David Schwimmer, his character of Ross was is a big it, who, puss, a, David a, Schwimmer a whiny is an attractive is an attractive guy. David Schwimmer, the person, Ross, the character, might be horrid, but David Schwimmer, the person, is an attractive guy. Whereas this guy, you know, Jack Davenport, not that attractive. And also not a very good actor. I'm just going to go off. Not a very good comedic actor. Mm -hmm. His delivery is kind of me. Jeff, the guy that plays Jeff, very good. I liked him. He was my favorite. Jeff is my favorite. Um, but even he, yeah. even he was a little over the top sometimes. You know, like that that in, during the whole bar scene when he's got the phone in his ear during unconditional that unconditional sex episode. That's a little unbelievable. But I don't know. Yeah. It, it, it just had too much of like a Three's Company vibe to it, where everything was a little too over the top and a little too much about sex, and you know, everything's about you know that nobody thinks about anything but sex ever. You know, it's just kind of not realistic. Well, maybe it's because you're not British. Well, I mean, even the British people have to I don't, pay their I don't friends. Know. I mean, they still have to at least think about, you know, there are moments that you think about things other than sex, even though sex is amazing. <laughs> Speak for your damn amazing. self. <laughs> well, there I mean, are times you can't be you can't be walking in the DMV jerking off. I mean, there are moments you have to <laughs> speak for yourself. Yeah, that's why I can't get a state ID. Exactly. <laughs> you can't do it twice. Let me put it that way. Yeah. Well, okay, there you, maybe, yeah. Um, I loved this show, honestly. I found myself laughing out loud regularly. And I, I it's got a lot of things I like about comedy. It's got callbacks to uh, almost grenade jokes. They'll leave something out there, and then a situation will be created where you, even if you see it coming, it's like they were talking about this before, the situation has happened, and now this is relevant, and they call the joke back. And they hit the point one or two more times, and that kind of stuff always gets me. Callbacks are a great form of comedy; they really are. My I, one of the things I like about us is next door neighbor. Oh yeah. In in the uh, was it the yeah the sex death and nudity that one where every time he came out did did you watch that one Patrick? No. Oh, see, I wanted you to watch it just for the reser- Reservoir Dogs reference. I'll watch it. I'll, I'll give this another try. But I mean, like, like, okay. Uh, here's a good example of something that bothered me when I was watching the pilot: oh. is the way that they talk to e- each other. It's it just it's not very uh, um, organic. The way that they they write, the way they talk to each other. Like, for instance, in the in the pilot, when Jeff is you know is telling the guy, you know, when he brings up the the topic of you know calling them unflushable, you know, I mean, the way he brings it up is just not the way that people talk. Like, if I'm going to say something crude like that to my friends, which you know, believe it or not, I do quite often. You just say it. You don't. You, you don't set up this whole thing where it's like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, be, be, be prepared. I'm about to say something that's kind of racy. You know, it's like, you know, your friends know you by then, and you don't have to set that. You know, you don't, have, you don't have to set it up like that. You just say it, and then they just look at you and just go, oh Jesus, what is wrong with you? And they walk off. But see, that's not the way uh, his character was. That's not the way Jeffrey was. He was like the. I mean, he's so paranoid about it that it seems like that would be the way he would say it. 
Because remember how paranoid he gets. Did you see the one with where he's going for the job? No, that's sex, death, and nudity. <laughs> where the, he's going to the job interview, and he's completely paranoid that he's going to say nipples in the middle of the interview. And his and as Steve is like, well, why not nipples? Why not say vulva? And he's like, oh, now I've got that in my head. And he's like this pile on this anxiety or on top of anxiety for Jeffrey. That just seemed to me that that was the way that Jeffrey is. He's that kind of anxious, kind of tweaky guy that's going to be all ready for it type thing when he talks, even to people that he's hung, he hangs around with all but the does, time. I mean, yeah. does anybody know that type of person in real life other than in a sitcom? I mean, it's kind of like the George Costanza type thing. You know, it's like, I mean, does anybody really know somebody like that? I work with one. George can't stand you. <laughs> no, at one point or another, everybody's met somebody who does, who acts like this. And sure, it's a caricature, but that's, I mean, part of what makes it funny. If they were all, like, sitting around doing their taxes... Right, yeah, you have, to, you have to have some level of hyperbole, obviously. You're right. Otherwise, it's not interesting. Right. <laughs> it could, again, going back to Seinfeld, it's when they're trying to pitch their show. He's like, it's a show about nothing. He's like, well, why am I watching it? Because you know, it's on television. Not yet. <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's. I wish you had watched Sex, Death, and Nudity, Patrick. I will watch that, it. <laughs> because it's got the, the giggle loop. Yep. The giggle loop is, is, to know of the giggle loop is to be, you know, is, there's a lot of really good references in that Speaking one. Speaking of which, including, had, it also had a very obvious laugh track. You just made me think of that with phrase people. Actually, loop. that's not true. If in you the, did your research, you would have found that they had no laugh track. In the it pilot, sure it sounded it, like it though. Uh, yeah, the, in the pilot, it sure seemed like a laugh track. What it ended started, up happening, stopped way too easily. It was uh, a live studio audience, and whenever the uh, laughter was getting in the way of the lines, they did have to do some post production edit to make sure that you could actually hear. And there were a couple times when you heard laughter when they were like filming on the street. You're just gonna ignore that. I mean, they had to cut out the laughter of the audience because it was getting in the way of the lines. Yeah, I mean, it was. The point is, is it wasn't pre-canned. Is it was a live studio audience, and yeah, they had to do some audio finagling, which is why it kind of sounds like it's canned laughter. Yeah, because there's definitely. I mean, there's definitely canned laughter. Like I said, in the scenes when they're walking through the street, you know, w- between Jeff and Steve talking about, you know, right before they start talking about the unflushable thing. There's no way there's a studio audience as they're, you know, dollying a, a camera down the street. No, they filmed that and they showed it on a screen to the audience while they're there. Yeah, that's they, in general, the studio audience doesn't watch a live performance. They show it to a studio audience and then record the spots where the studio audience laughs. Unless Especially, you're talking about it like a, a standard three-camera sitcom. Yeah. Well, that's also because the standard three-camera sitcom isn't the way it's done in Britain, typically, because they don't necessarily have access to the uh, studio the entire time, and they certainly don't have exclusive access to it. Um, they even talk about, for this, they didn't have access to their studio or their on-location to do rehearsals. So, All right. Uh, can I just make a, a quick comment about something that I found impressive with this show, mm-hmm. which I think is what sold me on it? Because I was kind of the first episode uh, that the, the laughter thing really bothered me, actually, because I was watching it. And every time there was laughter, I was like, uh, I don't know about this. But I kept stuck it out, kind of felt a little better about it at the end. And then I went and I watched um, I ended up watching the whole first season. And like I said, um, one of the other episodes, but. The one that sold me on it was when it was the the one with two breasts, I believe is what it was called. Uh, The woman with two breasts? The woman with two breasts, right. Where they did basically what was done in the film Funny Games, where they kind of not necessarily break the fourth wall, but they 
they rewind the scene because he's talking to the woman who's from Turkey. So she's speaking Turkish. She doesn't understand what he's saying. He doesn't understand what she's saying. Jeff is. And they're talking. He thinks he understands. He leaves. And then they rewind and they say, now, for those of you who don't speak, or for those of you who speak Turkish or something. And now she's speaking in English and he's speaking in gibberish, basically. And you see the whole scene play out again, but you're hearing what she actually said and what it was interpreted with what he said, because now he's not speaking English. And it's just, it's so brilliant. I mean, that that one sequence just is so brilliant. And then what happens after it, it was very Friends-like, and it pulled at your heartstrings a little bit, good Moffat-y kind of touch. Um, between that and the scene with uh, the giggle loop, where they keep showing the cups being stacked, the glasses stacked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, again, another kind of, almost a movie-making type, trick or to build tension and to you know come back and keep reminding you of what is going on um was just it was very well done and and those two bits ended up what kind of caused me to want to watch more of it and i'll probably end up watching the whole series at some point but so why do i always feel like i'm talking like by myself for a long period of time i should have done my doppler effect what what's that because we weren't interrupting i know it's just weird i'm not used to it (laughs) so I'm sorry, I'll try to interrupt you more. Please. So Michael McDonald or something. Jeez, don't let me ramble on. No, you were rambling. That's that. why we didn't say oh, anything. If you oh, okay. Yeah, that's where I was. We're like, oh my God, he's making a point. <laughs> I did. I really, I was, I after that first episode, I didn't think I was going to like the show. I was like, oh no, Moffat, you let me down or something. I don't know. I just was like disappointed, but I, I've I, been proven wrong. Yeah, and, and I, I will watch a couple that. more episodes to give it another chance. Uh, let's real quick run down the characters the same way we did for Friends. Yeah. Good idea. Okay. Steve, uh, played by Jack Davenport. He's you, you're every guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's like the guy that most other guys are going to identify with. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think he's characterized by trying not to be selfish, but agreeing to the wrong thing in the wrong order and getting himself deeply into trouble and not like being, I don't know, brave enough to just uh, clarify things. He, he tries to go with it and it blows up in his face. Mm-hmm. And they like like in in the uh, Inferno. Mm-hmm. I love you. That's <laughs> so. No, I mean it's yeah, he. Like I said, he's the one who's trying to go along with. Every, like you said, I'm sorry. Like one going along with you. I agree with that. It seems like he gets taken along with everybody else, and in and almost like he doesn't even notice it's happening. Yeah, and I mean he thinks he's the level-headed one, but really through bumbling and through I don't know, just kind of trying to placate everybody. He, more often than not, ends up being the cause of the stupid situation, which gets everybody into trouble or whatever. Yeah, cause I, I think that was my root problem with the episode of Inferno I saw. Because while it was funny at some points, I was just annoyed at the whole fact. I'm like, why don't you just straight up just say, yes, I watch porn. Done. The whole thing's over. Like, from the very beginning, I'm like, you know, why are you making such a huge deal out of this? You know, And it just kind of was annoying to me. I don't know. Some of that could be cultural, though. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Although, maybe I'm also just a little too out there with the fact that I have an affinity for porn. <laughs> don't we all, though? I think that... Yeah, but is... I mean, I'm just... I'm, I don't I don't care about hiding it like a lot of people do, I guess. I don't, I don't care. But yeah. Josh could be right. I mean, it could be a... Yeah. Good thing. I mean, yeah. none of us are British gentlemen, and they talk D- about politeness Speak for yourself. yourself. What? Speak Wait. Speak for yourself, what? good sir. Really? We- Whoa. Sorry. <laughs> you were saying? I was saying Jane. Oh, Jane. Gina Bellman. Oh, that's Jane. I did. She's one character I think I didn't okay. care for very much. Because I think Jane is like every psycho girlfriend you've ever had rolled up and distilled. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, she's like a cross between... She's kind of the Phoebe of this show, where she's a little ditzy. Um, she pretends to be a bisexual to like attract dudes, and she's kind of a whack job. Kind of. Yeah, I, I've dated several versions of that woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, Mike has met several versions of that girl. I have I've met. <laughs> yes, we have. In fact, we have reenacted several of these scenes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I lived. I lived several of those scenes. <laughs> you lived them. You were no, English. No. And I am. No, I, I'm a big fan of Gina Bellman, just in general. I told you guys before we started talking that when I was watching these episodes again. Uh, I was like, where do I know her from? And then I realized that she's one of the main characters on the show Leverage. Same uh, actress who plays Sophie Devereaux. Very cool. And she's a very, very beautiful woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like her a lot. <laughs> yeah. Definitely my type. All right. What about Susan? Susan, I think, is gorgeous, if we're, if we're just talking physically. i got to get back to my list here. Susan. Susan oh. has just beautiful eyes and... She's so I like tiny, her. though. I so know. tiny. Yeah. Ooh. She does. She is really small. But Susan, I think, is that... Is, I mean, she is, well, naturally the opposite of the Jack Davenport, the every girl type thing. Uh, but she has got amazing eyes. I agree with you, yeah. Pat, on that one. She reminds me a little bit of Rose Tyler from uh, Doctor Who. Got mm. the similar, like, long blonde hair, I, dark eyebrows, uh, small girl. I could see how you could you could uh, think that. Similar lips. Joel, I, you want to say something? I don't see that, but that's just me. Okay. I know I know. we disagree on a lot of things on this show, so... I don't think that's true. How dare you? You're wrong. <laughs> You're wrong for having an opinion. Yeah. Oh, wait. Dump. Okay. So, Susan, yes. Susan. Pet. Was it in the pilot where uh, Jack opens up her uh, bedside table? No. 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 Okay. I'm trying to remember which episode that was. That was... Hold on. i got to go to the list of episodes, and I can probably tell oh. you. We're, um... <clears throat> Ben and Richard are telling Jack the first thing you do when you get into a woman's apartment is check her remote controls. And he goes in there and he looks at them and none of them have batteries. <laughs> right. Okay. So that was, I thought it was funny. Yeah, it's funny. I, said, I just said that's funny. Did you not hear me agree with you? I, yeah. All right then. Kate, <laughs> Sally Harper. Kate, is it? Yes. Um, I, I nothing her. Yeah, Kate is one of the characters that at first I didn't care for, but I think she uh, has an interesting character arc where she comes from being extremely vain and shallow and standoffish, very neurotic, and goes to more interesting places as the seasons go on. Mm -hmm. By season three, you're actually a little bit more interested in what's going on with her. I didn't care for her, but that's just me. I have to take your word for it. Again. Yeah, I didn't see her boobs anywhere. I couldn't find them. Patrick? Yes. No, the character. What? Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, the character, Patrick. Great name. He's almost... Time. Yeah, well, Ben Miles plays uh, Patrick Maitland. He's almost the male version of Gina. Kind of clueless, not entirely sure what's going on. <laughs> just kind of there. Just kind of, I mean, yeah, he's just kind of like... He's going so, along I mean, so for he's the got, ride. Like, yeah, hmm. and he's got some of the best lines in the, you know... Again, he's almost kind of Chandlerish. It's like when... Um, uh, Sarah asks him, you know, oh no, uh, Gina says, Jane Christie's like, you know, are we going to go on a date? And then we're not going to be on a date. We're going together, but it's not a date. And she's, she's like, well, what do you call women? What do you call people you go out with oh. that you don't try to have sex with? And he's like, men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a great line. <laughs> that was a, I mean, He's sort of like halfway between a Joey Tribbiani and a Barney from How I Met Your Mother. 
Yeah. He's not quite as dim as Joey. He's not quite as smooth as Barney. But he's got very similar... He fits that same role in the show. Mm-hmm. So... And he's got a huge but, dork. Yes. 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 And he's a tripod. <laughs> to which... We were watching that episode, Suzanne and I, Mm -hmm. after we had assumed that the children were sleeping in bed. And uh, the scene where uh, Jeffrey tries, everyone keeps trying to get Jeffrey to go to the bathroom with Patrick. Pat, you know, Patrick's going to the bathroom, so everybody's forcing him to go in there and check his uh, equipment out. That at that point where Pat, where Jeffrey, I'm sorry, is looking over the over the the, uh, urinal stall and staring at Patrick's dick, that's when we heard the giggle. That apparently Katie had been sitting on the uh, up in the uh, loft before between the bedrooms watching the show with us. Nice, unbeknownst to us. So yeah, and then the next day I went to work and said she can have that conversation. (laughs) 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 All right, hands down my favorite character in the show, Jeffrey. Oh sure, yeah, my Chris. Chris, you've got four of them. It's amazing. He's he is a riot. I mean, the whole scene where he winds up naked in the mirror during his uh, his job interview. Yeah. Well, and God, I wish you had... episode naked where he ends up having like every man's worst nightmare, where he finally thinks he's going to get together with the girl, and she leads him into a dark room and leaves his blindfold on, and it's his thirtieth birthday party. And he's got the blindfold on, and he starts taking off all of his clothes, singing and dancing about how he's about to have sex. And all of his friends are there. All of his coworkers are there. And when he takes <laughs> yeah. his underwear off and throws it, his mother walks in and just looks at him. Oh, Jeffrey. You've got to watch it a little more, Patrick. You've got to get a, com- a couple more episodes it, in. It just seems because- a little bit too contrived, you know, in a, in a Three's Company kind of vibe with some of its humor. But, I mean, I'll give it a shot. I'll, I'll watch a couple but more. But you watched Three's Company, didn't you? No. I, I, I hate Three's Company. Are you un-American? Says the man who hates the Eagles. Ah, well, they're not American. They're crap. Not only are they one of the best bands out there, they're even named Eagles, which is so patriotic, it's sickening, and you don't like them, so you're a commie. Jive turkey. <laughs> Nobody called you a JT. That's my name. That's my radio name. Like if I was yeah, a disc jack, I'd be like, "Hey, it's a Jive Turkey." Yeah, that's nice. me. <laughs> Nobody called anyone a JT. <laughs> anyway, we were talking about coupling. Yes, Rango back in. I think in general, one of the things I like <clears throat> about the show is instead of trying to kind of ham fist jokes in there, and, and this might be part of why Pat doesn't care for it, is that instead of having them tell jokes, situations are crafted where the humor all comes from context. Right. And that kind of makes it a little bit more contrived because the humor is all context. So the situation has to be set up. And it feels, and it just kind of feels forced sometimes, you know, when 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 they have a situation that's going to be funny, but there's no natural way to get to it. It just kind of feels forced. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from. It just didn't bother me because yeah. th- I accepted that as part of the style of humor. Yeah, it's a di- it is a different writing style than Friends is. Yeah, I mean this in this one, it is like the culmination of what you, what you hear about in the beginning of the show is going to culminate into a you know the joke is going to come by the end of the show. Like the giggle loop. Yeah. I'm, I swear I'm going to watch a couple more episodes. Yep. He swears it. I swear. I swear it. You can hold me to it. I will hold you to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, please uh. hold me gently to it. Mm-hmm. Wait, what are we talking about again? Coupling. All right. Oh, yes, holding, coupling. Exactly. Holding Pat. <laughs> coupling. So next week, what are we doing, guys? Are we that point already? Yep, are we? pretty much. I, crap. We, we are. I don't have anything more to say about coupling. Yeah, I mean, it looks like we've got a pretty clear 
three thumbs up, one thumbs down for, for this, which is kind of for each, even though uh, I was a little closer to agreeing with Mike on Friends. Uh, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. Um, but it's pretty clear that it looks like we've got three thumbs up and a one down for each of the two shows. I'd agree with that, yes. 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 So, next Zah. week. Yes. Next week. G.I. Joe. Joe. Yeah, I was waiting for anyone else to make someone. No. Yeah. Somebody? Joe. Yo, Joe. Anybody? G.I. Joe. We're watching the original uh, cartoon show. Watching the uh, pilot in a couple episodes. Cobra Commander. <laughs> and Yes, and... Pork chop uh, sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> My God, it's delicious. <laughs> Who wants a body rub? That is not what we're watching. <laughs> That's <laughs> Maybe all a little. I'm watching. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, next week we're watching G.I. Joe. We're watching the original cartoon. We're watching the remake. What was it called again, Joel? What? Uh, the G.I. Joe Renegades? That's the... Are you talking about the movie? No, the Renegades. That's what I'm talking G.I. Joe about. Renegades, which, is, uh, which was basically... It's retelling the G.I. Joe story from the beginning before Cobra and G.I. Joe become... It's kind of a reboot, for lack of a better definition, but it's so well done. We'll talk about that next oh, week. Watch that, and we're also going to watch the G.I. Joe, uh, the second live-action movie. G.I. Joe Retaliation. Retaliation with all sorts of people. And Bruce Willis as Joe. Yes. <clears throat> yep. So, it's going to happen. If you guys have, it is. If you guys have an idea for a show, you can contact us at uh, 40go14 at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and on Facebook. Look for 40 going on 14. You can also give us a call at 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727. If you'd like to download the newest episode of the show or browse through our back catalog, you can always find us on iTunes, TalkShoe, Stitcher, Blueberry, other fine podcasting directories. Mm-hmm. Or you could listen to a Sigourney Weaver episode. Yes, which everyone seems to love. <laughs> yes. You guys are doubting the power of the Weaver, man. No, I just want him to like say something again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, it's time. And now? For what? And now? Now. For my Doppler impression. All right. Ready? Ready? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what so did you bad. think I was going to do? I was hoping. Uh, be nice. I'm glad to make your night, Josh. <laughs> oh. uh, Quick, do it now with no build-up. That's the only way you're going to get it done. refer to in radio as a callback. <laughs> yes. Yo, Joe. <laughs> You've crushed his spirit, Mike. <laughs> yes. Another successful time. podcast. <laughs> Yesterday we didn't know each other, but now we're like friendly brothers. So I, I made a big honk noise, and uh, and then you noticed I was gone. <laughs> Actually, we didn't notice anything. We're like, okay, apparently Josh is making a honk noise now. Josh is having a stroke. Josh apparently <laughs> is on the Sesame Street. <laughs> so, Josh, what do you think about Friends? Honk! <laughs> <laughs>